1: RacerXOnline.com. The original Moto Podcast featuring
0: legends of the past, stars of today, season previews and race reviews, introspection, opinion, facts, and laughs.
2: Here's your host, Steve Mathis.
3: Welcome to the BTO Sports.com RacerX Podcast. Dallas Supercross wrap-up. That's right, folks. Dallas Supercross already. Round 7 of the Monster Energy AMA Supercross Series and FIM World Championship. And uh, I thank you guys for listening. Btosports.com is bringing this to you. Brand new uh, website, mobile phone friendly. You know what? Maybe the website's not so brand new anymore. But anyways, best deals around. Use the code PulpMFMX to save yourself money on anything you need for your bike or body. They've got it. Btosports.com. And, of course, proud sponsors. Supporting the sport with BTO Sports, KTM team of Shorty and Justin Brayton. Also, too, presented by Fox Racing. uh, Foxhead, Inc., the global innovation leader for motocross racewear. Continuing the relentless pursuit to innovate and elevate. Full line of 2015 stuff out now. V3 helmet with MIPS. uh, New uh, Instinct boot, airspace goggle, 360 racewear. Foxhead.com or visit your local authorized Fox dealer. BTOsports.com and Fox Racing. And the RacerX podcast. And, of course, that means... As usual, I'm Steve Mathis, and with me, as usual, my two uh, amigos to uh, to discuss Dallas in every which way possible and break this thing down for you guys. We just got back from uh, Dallas all this morning, and so fresh on our minds, we've watched the races, and uh, we're here to offer up our opinion and uh, perhaps maybe size somebody up for uh, some walking shoes. All right. Uh, My boss, the head of RacerX Online, the Jason Wygant. Yeah. And let's not forget the voice of the Summer Series. The voice
2: of the Summer Series. Summer Championship.
3: Summer (laughs) Championship. Uh, Also on the line, uh, two-time German Supercross champion, two-time Montreal Supercross champion, now working for WPS, who is uh, proud title sponsors of the Summer Championship Series. Uh, The Jason Thomas.
0: Yeah, you uh, got to be careful with that Summer Championship. You don't ever want
3: to say the wrong thing. It's ridiculous, right? It's ridiculous. Clearly. Lucas Oil is still a
2: sponsor. WPS is a big sponsor, but Lucas Oil is still a title.
3: Oh, oh, oh I, th- I thought it was yeah. – uh, well, I guess, yeah, there is no other than title, right? So they'd be presenting. Well, yeah,
2: we're presenting. Presenting, right.
0: Presenting, yeah. Okay,
3: right, got, right. got that. You've
2: thrown it all out there. I think you've called it Red Bull, Nationals, Rockstar a couple years ago. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think it was three years into the Lucas Oil thing before you're like, really? <laughs> Hey, how about, how,
3: how about uh, two years ago when I said to you, why again? Man, they're really using uh, Renard's chick a lot um, these at these races. Like, they're really using her. And you're like, yeah, every race. <laughs> I was like, wow, she's doing a great job. I didn't realize she was there every race. So, folks, this is the kind of information I bring you.
2: Here she's got out every super
3: truck. Weege, do you have a race? Great-
2: Hear anybody talk about her? She's
3: good. You're fading. Like, in, you're fading in and out of your phone. What are you doing with your phone?
2: Oh, I keep doing this. This is just my dumb home phone. There's like one pinhole where the sound goes in, and if you accidentally put your thumb over it, sorry about that.
3: Okay, let me guess. Right. The phone was free or five ninety nine?
2: uh Yes, I actually am one of the few that downgrades. So like I look at the bill, and I'm like, how can I find out a way to cheapen this up?
3: <laughs> yeah. Is does it have a cord? <laughs> hey now you're talking i could probably get that on consignment right exactly um it, it i i have i watched the show but i didn't listen to the volume i really i really don't um i didn't hear the word summer championship but i i i've been confirmed that they said that and come on guys come on like no, no i hear it i don't want to get a huge deal out of this because no, we'll get blown out we don't have to I, but I, I did well i did catch it uh
2: I, it repeated on Fox Sports 1 at like 3 in the morning last night, so it was actually on. I was actually typing stuff while it was on. And I did catch it. He just said, Jeremy Martin's got momentum coming in because he, he won the Vegas Supercross last year and he won that summer championship.
3: I mean, look, you don't need to say Lucas Oil or Red Bull. Like, I get all that, but come on, people. Yeah, yeah. Now, it's on the flip side, almost, they, do, they do run a Lucas Oil Motocross Nationals commercials during the live Supercross show. So there is that. But yep. I don't know. Um, all right. Okay. So Dallas uh, has come and gone. The 250 East Coast guys kicked it off. Well, let's touch on 450s first. Um, we had a couple re- couple restarts, which in the uh, in the in the main event of the 250 class and the heat race of the 450 class. And we hope Hackley and Cunningham are okay. Um, Cunningham got up actually, so he looks okay. But uh, I, I heard he was today,
2: uh, beat up, but he'll be racing Atlanta. Packling um, situation I think, is a little bit worse. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm hearing, this is what I've heard. I, I, I've heard to the grapevine for heaven's sports I've heard stable condition. When you have to be described in that way, that's not good. Mm-hmm. Like, it's good that you're stable condition, but when you break your arm, we yeah. don't use terms like that. So. No, no. I'm sure we'll find out more during the week. I, obviously, we hope for the best there.
3: But, uh, hey man, well, JT uh, a lot of uh red flags and restarts in the last 2 3 years which I mean I'm not complaining you can't you can't beat those guys but like what did we do back in the day <laughs> like we had to have had guys seriously injured what did we do I don't remember did we just haul them off did we drag people off the track
0: well we had some pretty significant stuff like Hackley was a pretty serious situation uh and then Cunningham I guess was knocked out
3: no I, i'm not no no i'm not i'm not doubting the red flags they they were Doubt for, but what I'm saying is in the last two, three years, we've probably seen five to ten restarts of red flags, red flag races. Yeah, I which, just think they're much more proactive with it. What did uh, we used they're... to do? What, what did we did, Were you ever just dragged off the track? That's what I'm kind of... Well,
0: luckily for me, I avoided a lot of those situations, uh, but I think they did. I think they just steered people around. <laughs> I mean, let's be real. I got into a fist fight, a brawl even, on the middle of the track, and it didn't red flag. That's a good 10 point. 10 people fighting in the middle of an arena cross main event and they didn't stop it, didn't red flag it, didn't right, do anything. Right, right. So I think it was just more of a free for all type situation and now they're much more safety conscious, which yeah. is a good thing. I think no, no, I'm
3: not. I'm just wondering. Thing. I'm just wondering what we did back in the day because there was never. I think it was just. They just went for it. Because the first time we saw a red flag, like whatever, three, four years ago, whenever that was, it was blowing everybody away. What? A red flag? Right. And, 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 and so I'm always thinking, like, okay, for. 1996 was my first year, and I didn't see a red flag until probably 2006, seven maybe. So what did we do for 11 years? That's all. Um, but yeah, it, it's, it's, it's weird that way. Um, so we, uh, obviously, the way this is going, Ryan Dungy teaming up with Alden Baker is the best thing ever, and Kenny has ruined his career. He's absolutely destroyed his career. The proof yeah, is all in that. Yeah, Dallas. and for more,
2: you can just go back on this podcast about three weeks ago. I mean, it's just guaranteed. It's guaranteed. Lock it in. Stamp it. Put it <laughs> right put it It's like uh, go to the Hollywood Hall of Fame. Walk of Fame. Yeah. Put the name in cement. Yeah.
3: Uh, the track was tough to pass on. So, you know, there's that. But Dunge, Dunge wrote flawless, man. It, was, it reminded me a lot of his other win this year. Like, just just precision 20 laps, man. Click it off. And now... He put three more points on Kenny. He's got, what, 16 now? 17? So. No, I think it's 12. It's is 12. It,
0: 12? Yeah. Yep, it's 12. It was nine going into the night. Oh,
3: it's 12. You're right, 152 to 140. Yeah. Um, 12 yeah. points. So, good job by Dunge, though, man. Yeah.
2: Yeah, Dunge is, uh, something has changed. I'm not sure if it's just Alden. Or the new bike, or just himself, or some combination of all, I actually talked to a lot of people about that this weekend mm-hmm. for a magazine story I'm working on, and everyone seems to think it's a combination of all of those things. but you know, I don't think there's not very time many times I think where Dungeon gets the whole shot and just gets worked. I mean he's good, and he's maybe not the best passer, but when he gets good starts, he's won races like this before, but there's something different this year, dare I say different he He's just <laughs> better or quicker or faster, or something the spark there that I don't feel we've seen in Supercross with him in a long time or, or maybe even
3: ever. You know, I said that about Stu last year that he was different and then it turned out that he <laughs> was, turned out he was different. <laughs> well, yeah, he was <laughs> too different, too different. Uh,
2: you know, what the funny thing is though, the difference in Dungeon and Stu is the exact opposite
3: difference. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It really is. One guy calmed down a bit uh, and didn't throw it away. And one guy stepped up his aggression. Yeah. Yep. yep. Um uh, but uh, uh, it was a great ride. Man, uh, uh, good job by Dunji. Like, I feel like like we talked about last week, we we skipped over him. I think last week at all, totally. So um, yeah. we should probably talk to him a little bit. Uh, he doesn't like the nickname The Diesel, but I told him afterwards I saw fans wearing a Diesel shirts, Ryan The Diesel Dunn shirts, and I said, you're in for it now. And he's like, yeah, I guess I don't really like it, but you can't really give yourself a nickname, right? And I'm like, you can't really. And then I thought... You know, the the nickname that you call me, like A-Hole. Like I didn't give that to me, Dunge, but I, I didn't I just thought that. I smiled to myself. But uh um yeah, he doesn't like the nickname Diesel. I think it's good. I think it's a good nickname. I think it's very fitting. Yeah. You now whether you like it or yeah. not, at least
0: it's at least it's fitting. That's all you can really ask for.
3: Yeah, it's not like he's uh you know, like firecracker. You know Ryan, the firecracker, which means he just goes boom. You know what I mean? Like, um, yeah. you know, they, hey, did I give him the diesel nickname? Someone told me I did. I I, uh, I don't know about all that. Yeah, I don't know either. Um, I just didn't know if you, either you two knew because I was going to immediately claim this, but I don't remember. Um,
0: yeah, I doubt it. Okay. If uh, nobody can, if nobody can attribute it to anyone, you should just claim it anyway. Yeah, probably.
3: Right, like the nickname for uh, Tortelli that I claim. Yes,
0: there you go. Right. Yeah, although, I will dispute that to the death, but, and you damn well know you didn't.
3: <laughs> I know, but a bunch of people think I did. Uh, uh,
0: Red pisses me off, too. Uh,
3: yeah, it was uh, it was a good race, man. Um, did you guys see um, any mistakes by Dunge at all? Did I, I didn't see any, and did you guys catch it? Uh,
0: little ones. I mean, with the track going away that much, mm-hmm. uh, there's always going to be small mistakes, but it was a pretty flawless ride. For the way... The track was just hammered in the main event. I mean, yeah, you know, ruts down to the concrete, just beat to hell. And he looked like he was just in control. No worries, no issues, not stressed about anybody's pace. It was about as good a ride as you could ask for. You know, one of the most dominating wins I've ever seen from him in a supercross race.
3: New dirt into Dallas, too. I don't know if you guys heard some new dirt. Much was better. in. Uh, pretty good though. Yeah, it held up better than uh, than I thought. That better than you thought, JT. Right? I mean, obviously, you got down to the concrete and stuff, but it it, uh, it went away a little bit. But, um, I, don't I know. mean, like in the main event, it looked
0: pretty pretty atrocious. In mm-hmm. my opinion, it, it wasn't good at all. But in the heat races, uh, you know, practice, it was significantly better. Mm-hmm than we've ever seen uh, in Dallas. So I give them a lot of credit on having better dirt. I just mm-hmm. think still in the main event, it was just still pretty terrible.
3: Rocks yeah. in second, canard third, kind of a, weege, kind of a, I don't want to use the term boring, but a little boring in the main event. Like not much going on out there.
2: You know, there, there really weren't any battles at all. It just kind of happened sometimes. I mean, the track didn't lend itself to a lot of passing, but I know it said a lot, but this year is definitely the epitome of these guys are all so close. Uh, you can tell, I think, when Roxanne got the third, Millsaps was between them. I feel like you could see Roxen thinking, okay, Dunge is not too far ahead. If I can make quick work with Millsaps, I can maybe do something with this. And yeah. Roxanne certainly understands the urgency of, if I can hang a straight up, you know, catch, pass, beat Dunge straight up, that would be huge. So I think he knew he was, you know, two and a half seconds behind. It wasn't going to be easy. But I think mm-hmm. Roxon tried, mm-hmm. and he closed in a little bit. Like Jake was saying, I'm not sure if that was Roxen just catching him. Or so, if that was Dungey, just well, you know, just put it like where not, he needed to. I you'll never to, know, but the point is, these guys are too close for you to make up even that kind of time.
3: I spoke to Dungey after the race.
2: Yeah, I did. He said he was managing it. Yeah,
3: yeah. he said he noticed Kenny gained it a little bit, then he's like, "Okay, I got to pick it up a little bit."
2: Um, yeah, that's pretty, right. so That's probably true. That's my point. Like, I think Ken, it's not like Kenny was. Ah, what am I going to do? It's too far back, I can't get him. Like, I think Kenny tried. Yeah,
3: yeah.
0: Oh, he was super yeah. frisky when he got yeah. first got around Millsaps. Yeah. You yeah. could see him looking for Dunge, like, I'm going to get that guy. Like it's on. Yeah. And I actually had yeah. a bet I bet some money on Dungey to win right before the main event. So I'm like uh, I even even commented, I'm like, I don't like the way Roxon looks right now for my bet, because he looked like mm-hmm. I'm going to get him. Like he was just everywhere he could go, he was looking around for Dungey like he had something in. To Dungey's
3: credit, he I responded mean, this... and was able to pick it back up. Does anyone on this call think that if Roxon if the exact same scenario presented itself, Roxon got out front Dunger's behind Millsaps. Does anyone not think Roxon wouldn't would have won? Wouldn't have won? Of course, right? I mean, I, I, I think it would
0: have. It would have been the same way.
3: Yeah, just Roxon winning. Yeah, uh,
2: just, it, it, it happened last
3: week. To be honest, they just the
2: same three guys flipped their starts essentially, and they flipped the results. Uh, oh,
3: Trey passed. Well, yeah, Trey passed, week, so I mean, basically, Trey made a move on yeah, Roxon. You know, so
2: yeah, he did. But the bottom line is the gap between these guys. Mm-hmm. So, Kenny started right in front of Trey, Trey beat Kenny by the smallest gap. No one's able to just yeah. eat up a ton of ground or, or pull away by a ton. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, that was a big – I totally agree. You could see how far forward on the track Rockson was looking at times. Like, he was like, I'm going to get this guy. Because he knows how critical this would be. If he could stamp a win like that. Yeah. But, man, Dunge is just not going to be denied.
3: Let me ask you this. After you talked to Dunge, after the race, Weege, yeah. last, a few weeks ago, we had the uh, see you next week, buddy, to me. Who can forget that, right? Uh-huh. This yeah. week, this week he uh, stuck out his hand first and shook my hand. Said, "Thanks, man." Wow, you, get, you I didn't have, get that. Do you oh. get that? Nope,
0: nope. I think he uh, was. That was your cue to hopefully he doesn't see you next week. <laughs>
3: <laughs> We're gonna make this official with a handshake and never bother me again. <laughs> <This>, yeah, <this, laughs> right. It's been real in a few years buddy uh no i i disagree <laughs> uh, I disagree i think there's yeah I think we're uh really coming around him and i um hey uh uh Blake Baggett, fourth place and j t you're getting a little upset over the people that listen to this podcast uh I'm not really upset so much as i just i
0: <laughs> I don't really want Blake to take it the wrong way because it was all in fun. You know? Of course like, it is, yes. Everybody, everybody thought, like, oh, it's you know who's going to get on the podium? It was just feels so deep, blah, blah, blah. I didn't think Blake would ride this well. I really didn't. He's riding much, much better than I expected, so good for him. And, you know, I think I can say honestly with you guys, I've said nothing but that, that he's riding much better, and that's awesome. And it doesn't affect my life 1%. If he rides greaterly. Let's, terribly, let's so. make
3: a rule. let's let's make a rule, everybody who's listening to this. Um Blake is riding very well and he may get on the podium and JT may have to walk home. But let's make a rule on social media. Just if someone's already mentioned it about JT walking home, Hi, how's his shoes? You know, whatever, you can no longer mention it again. It just needs to be brought up once. Can we make that a rule, people? With that Yeah, and I don't think they always know, but it's just like I
0: feel bad for Blake because every picture is just over and over. I'm like, dude, like, (laughs) give the guy a break. He's riding great. Like, and for Mm -hmm. me, whatever, you know, it doesn't change anything for me. But I feel bad for Blake because he's just taking it over and over and over. And the same joke, like the same joke over and over and over everywhere.
3: (laughs) When people send you uh, the iPhone maps of where the supercross is, the route to Boise, you okay with that?
0: I'm okay with it. I, I the only, as long as Delta knows the map back to Boise <laughs> that's all I'm really concerned with because that's all that's gonna happen anyway. It's,
3: it's a shame. It's a real shame. Um, yeah,
0: well, you know, I have a real job and real life situations, so sorry I can't walk across America. What a dick, Weege.
2: Absolutely. Yep. <laughs> um that is worth. Unbelievable, Blake. First, he it, hates Blake Baggett.
3: Hates him. Yeah, hates him.
0: Right, right. I will say, I will say that I have no reason to walk across America right now.
3: <laughs> Just no, for the record, right, right, right. Are for- completely unfounded. Now he is riding well, though. Absolutely, he is riding well. I'll be the first one to say that. Yeah. Yep. Look. Uh, yeah. Yeah. That the unfortunate thing, JT, is that if it happens, people are going to say to Blake on social media. You showed that hater, JT, which couldn't be, yeah, and which which so isn't, stupid. which couldn't be any further from the truth. I get it too. I get yeah. it all the time. I say, no, I, absolutely. Yeah. I know you do. Yeah, I know. And, and, and it's not. We're just trying to have an opinion.
0: Like we don't, we don't hate anyone. Why would we do that? Why would I care? You know, like I, yeah. You have to pick someone to do better than someone else. That's just
3: yeah. the job we're in. No, so, it's frustrating at times. It is really ridiculous. frustrating at times. Yeah. And and Blake, but weeds, you've somehow you've, you you rat balled. JT to the Baggots, but they're cool with this. Why do you say? Why are you saying I did? It seems like you did. I'm making a, a jump that you did. You, we they all.
1: Well, you back. spoke with even
3: them even about that. We know you're. People, well, yeah, I definitely to them about it. Oh yeah, it's awesome. Well, that's that's uh, where we're jumping to the conclusion. Yeah, that you first told them about this.
2: Uh, Blake somehow knew. So he didn't know about it, but he did know about the Daytona doesn't count. But they didn't know about the entire deal. He did know details like, hey, hey, Dad. He said they told it doesn't count, though. He knew that. He didn't know the whole thing. His entire social media, every single thing references this. He didn't know.
3: But he's cool with it, right? They're having fun with it.
2: Yeah, they don't care. Yeah. The dad said he's like, that's just the way the baggage are. Like, they're just, they're not like the other racers and dad combos. Like, I don't know where they're at. Mm-hmm. Like, they don't seem to take anything that seriously. They seem to be off the radar. Um, you know, they do Who do they hang out with? Who's their like?
3: RJ. Who's their riding buddy? R.J.
2: R.J. Yes, R.J. <laughs> I, I can never figure out if they're taking anything seriously. Like Blake will be the first. Like every time I've talked to Blake this year, it starts with "Dude, I thought you sucked at Supergirls. I know. Surprising yeah. myself, but like, you can't do that with most riders.
3: Oh, you you have so. a you have a you have a special relationship with Blake over the years. I can't crack that. I I don't know what it is. I interviewed the guy and right. he gives me monotone, normal answers, and I'm uh, like, okay, thanks for nothing. And and you get these interviews that are like the bizarro Blake.
2: Yeah, I got the... I don't know. We all got our guys.
3: Yeah, no, absolutely. You know?
2: Point,
3: I have... Pa- two,
2: and I have Blake Baggett, so I uh, can't claim too much. I have
3: Pike, Tommy Hahn, <laughs> RC, you know, an elite group of guys.
0: <laughs> yeah, <that's your>
3: <laughs> Actually, P- Pike is... Pike saw me yesterday, and just did the crocodile hand like talking, and just kept walking past me, like that's all he had for me was just I'm talking, yeah. and I'm like all right. <laughs> um, but anyways, if
2: I had a dollar for every time I went to a team or rider or truck or somebody, and the first thing they want to talk about was being pissed at you, <laughs> right? I really wouldn't need to come to these races anymore. And
3: you wouldn't need it. You could have a nice phone. You'd have a really nice phone.
2: The amount of, hey, what's up with Mathis conversation starters I've dealt with in the last five
3: years. Uh, you know what? <laughs> hey, to make an omelet, you have to break some eggs. Okay. you got to break some eggs to make an omelet.
2: Um, <laughs> I said to Mike's dad, I'm like, you know how good he makes me look? The amount of conversations that start with, I'm the good guy and he's the bad guy and I'm not really <laughs> doing anything.
3: Right, right. Yeah, you're just being normal. <laughs> yeah. I, well, I apologize, everybody, for having an opinion trying to have some fun and... You know, producing top-quality podcasts. I apologize. So, I will walk home if everybody in the pits likes me at the same time. <laughs> I, that, I will walk home if we ever take a poll because there will be somebody who doesn't. Um, Hey, uh, uh, let's move on. So, yeah, Bagot, riding great, JT, walking home, maybe. Um, I mean, honestly, I was with JT 100%. I did not think Blake could make a podium. And now I am thinking, although let's be fair, Cunard was never really in danger of getting caught and passed by Blake. But now I am thinking Blake can make a podium. Absolutely. Uh, he has been surprising. So, I think he can do it. I think he can do it, too. Yeah. Right, yep. Like I said, yep. he's riding much, much better than I predicted. That. I don't think he can win. First, first and foremost. I don't think he can win because one of those four guys will be up there or somebody a little quicker, you know. But I think he can make a podium, so. Uh, Andrew Short had a good race, JT. Nice job by Short. He did. Yeah. He was, he was great all day, I thought.
0: Yeah. Um, you know, it's semi, he ran away from those guys. And Literally, mm-hmm. I mean, well, he he just rode away. There was no pressure. Right. There were some legit guys in that race, and he simply yeah. pulled away. So, going into the main event, I knew if he got another good start, which he's been doing this year, uh, he had the, the pace to, to finish there, and he did mm-hmm. just that.
1: So, yeah. oh. good to
0: see him bounce back because I know he was uh, – He's a little bummed out on how a few races went. He had some big crashes, which he doesn't typically do, and it mm-hmm. kind of—I think it, it, that bothers him when he has big crashes and he doesn't really know why. <laughs> so it was good to see him have some confidence and get out there and, and ride kind of yeah. how he was at the beginning of the year. Long start straights too favor him for sure. He gets out um,
1: there. Yeah, I, I think yeah. so.
0: I mean, even you know Dunge as well in the main event. I just think. Whatever KTM's got going on with their new motorcycle and yeah. ECU settings and all that, they've got something figured out. Yeah. Definitely,
3: you know, better than it was before. So you want to uh, you want to talk about pissing people off, Weege. Okay, maybe this tide is turning because you managed to piss off. Oh, Ellie Reed oh. on Twitter, oh. <laughs> and yes then to and then you're running back and forth between Eli and Chad, uh, inflaming that relationship after they got together. Well, yeah, because
2: then I, I I definitely put myself in a corner with that one. Um, You should have never, you should have never
3: responded. I've had that happen to me. Speaking of from experience, and you never should have responded because it's heat of the moment stuff. Just move on. Pretend like you didn't see it. You know?
2: No, the response didn't. Responding wasn't what put me in the corner. I had. We talked about this in our podcast last week. Tumac didn't just try to run in and read for no reason. Reed hit him or roughed him up a little bit in the corner before that. Reed even said so so. Mm himself. Now, we're not saying it was out of bounds or dirty or anything like that, but it was just racing stuff. It's one guy, the other guy wants to hit the other guy back. Mm -hmm. So, you know, we got Reed's perspective last week. He talked to him. He said it was a dumbass pass. So I felt it was only fair to get Eli's side. He was gone last week. You might have heard that I couldn't get onto the floor last week, and I couldn't talk to anybody. It took forever, and the riders were gone. So I saw Eli on Saturday morning. I'm like, Hey, what's your, your side of all this? And he's like, he just said he was kind of mad. You know, everyone always sees the, the retaliation. They didn't see that Reed ran him up the side of the face of the finish line jump. So he's mad about that. And then he says, you know, he you know, said some bad things about me, you know, but he didn't say it to my face. He just said it on the keyboard or in an interview. So I don't like that either. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he said he's mad. He said he was thinking of trying to just completely torpedo him and take him out in that. Corner in San Diego and decided not
3: to. For the record, this is this this is is this morning before before Dallas main event. This is you talking, right? right. So
2: he's basically saying, "I was mad about what Reed did in San Diego, and I am mad about what he said after San Diego." (laughs) Right. So then, in the main event, he finds himself on the inside, ready to do a block pass,
3: and I'm like, "Here it comes! Here it comes!" (laughs) And Reed ends up down. He so yeah. So he he put a little hold on. on, That that wasn't an that wasn't a coincidence. Yeah, hold on a second before you continue on. Nobody on this phone call, including Chad Reed's best friend, thinks that that was, like, without a little extra mustard on it, right? We all agree with that, right. They're little... Oh, he totally did it on purpose. Okay. All right. Doing. all right. Yeah. I'm yeah. Just, just making sure we all have the same opinion. You're right.
2: Yeah. So that's my point. All I'm saying is, you know, I said I'm mad at the guy, and then you see a block pass that we have seen a thousand times. You know when it's coming. You see it developing. You're like, here it is. Oh. And the camera, for some reason, on that gigantic. The Jumbotron happened to be on them, and they were battling for what, six of the time? Yeah. Just to really add it in. So I said, I put on Twitter, uh, Eli just took Chad Reed down. Uh, that might have been revenge. He was a little mad about some of the bumping last week.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Now, I realize now that was kind of my bad, because what most people saw last week was just Tomek's retaliation. They don't think Reed did anything. Mm-hmm. They didn't talk to Eli in the morning. They didn't see the pass before it like we discussed last week.
1: Mm -hmm.
2: They didn't know that Eli was mad about Reed saying dumbass pass. So they just think I'm an idiot. (laughs) And Eli Reed's one of the most opinionated people out there, as are most wives and or uh, moms. Zebra cakes? (laughs) So I tried to explain, no, no, you don't understand. (laughs) Eli told me this. He told me he was mad. He's explained this going into the race, that he is a mad at Chad Reed. Mm. That's why I'm saying this. This is Eli's words, not mine. I'm not saying. <laughs> oh,
1: and, God, the,
3: and, I and you're so like I, hey, and you're like Dig Dug. You're just digging and digging and digging.
2: If you look at my responses, I think I had three in a row where I just kept saying, ask Tomac. He's the one that said it. <laughs> not me. Uh, so then I knew I was in a corner where I'm like, great, now I'm going to have to ask Eli about this so I can get it on the record so everybody knows I'm not mm-hmm. just making this up. <laughs> right. I need to let him explain it. But then if I'm gonna let him talk, then I need to get Chad's side to be fair, correct? So God I shouldn't have said anything, but there's no doubt in my mind that block that.
0: So did you speak with Chad about this afterwards? Yeah. Yeah. yeah I I missed that i missed that part or I don't know what he said or or that.
2: Well it's me and uh Antonovich from Transworld. Antonovich is like, Hey, not the start any drama and I'm thinking, you can say that, but that's what I'm here to do <laughs> He's like, But uh is there something going on with you and Eli? And Chad said, It seems that way he hooked me up good. But he's got more to lose than me because he's trying to win the title. I'm already yeah. out of it.
3: Chad's the master uh, Chad's the master of the backhand insult. He's the master of it. He's the Roger Federer. Oh, yeah. He's the Roger Federer of adding something to the end of the sentence. <laughs> oh yeah, I'm I've taken it I'm taking my share. He's, he's incredible <laughs> yeah. at that. because
2: yeah, he threw in he's he wants to be fighting for this championship, but it looks like he's not going to be for <laughs> some right.
3: Like that. Right, exactly. Uh, and just to add
2: to it, was it not what a lap after Tomac got his, you know, revenge so to speak. That Tomac just freaking crashes all by himself, and I'm yeah. like,
1: ah, oh, yeah, yeah. You
2: can never live well with Chad Reed; he will always get you.
3: <laughs> um, so yeah, there's definitely something going on there. Um, I was gonna dedicate my mountain Here's bike ride, ride to both of them, but I, I didn't do it. But,
2: Here's what? the other problem. Yeah, we all know why this is even further inflamed this year. The black flag thing. This is the black cloud that hangs over all these situations. Everything is being analyzed and dissected mm-hmm. to a much larger degree than ever before, the idea of I owe you one, especially if it involves Chad Reed.
3: Oh, yeah, absolutely. No, it's it, – it, and so good job to everybody through the – good job, John, and everybody else. It's, good job okay. now we're having a problem, you know, with black flags and everything. So it looks like right. – I'm looking like Chad – chat took down his tweet about this is perfect for my lawyers or something i'm just like oh he took it down i think he did i mean people have screenshot it so i don't feel it's bad for us talking about it because if you put it out there it's out there but i was going to read it back I saw that, but, like,
2: yeah uh, i saw that like three in the morning and i i was like oh shit i actually tweeted back and said what have i done
3: <laughs> you did i saw that yeah exactly
2: uh, i was like Dude, um, I just create evidence here for a potential so, lawsuit i guess or whatever the hell he's talking about with lawyers.
3: look uh, honestly uh Eli's got one coming from a guy that's very good at this dirt bike riding stuff, and has no nothing to lose. He's literally John Rambo in the ammunition store. At the end, he has nothing to lose. He's not this in this is Jeff title. Canfield's biggest nightmare. <laughs> I mean, I don't think I don't think Chad, you know, goes to hurt him or anything like that. Don't get me wrong, but there will be there will be an effort to block past Eli Tomac coming up. At some point here because Chad is not going to let this go. Do we agree with that? So get your tickets. Well, I don't know. He
2: might get my flag.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Oh, can you imagine? Can you imagine? <laughs> um, I think, I think, I mean, you know, like I said, like Chad's not happy now and Eli, you know, has probably got one coming down the road. So maybe Eli. No, will... I
2: don't know. I don't, think, I don't think Chad was mad. I think Chad. I think Chad already feels like he's won in this situation.
3: You know what I'm saying? Mm, oh, like, I would. I would no, very much disagree no, with he, him being mad. He he said to me, "He's got one down oh. the road coming, or whatever, something like that." At the end of oh, my, he said that. Oh yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah yeah, yeah. If you think oh. he's not mad
0: about that, then you oh, okay. are well, just you're just wrong. That's so right. it's it,
2: folks. Well, that's c- fine because uh, I will use Chad Reed himself as proof that that block pass had a little extra mustard
3: on it then because he he thinks so well and also too as far as the ellie stuff uh I, I know i've known ellie for a long time i got in trouble with her once and it was not good it did not go well um so she's very very passionate and will get angry fast not much filter no 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 not at all no. so no, good no. job weege way to stir up all the shit in the star- in the series. Good job, you did such a great job with that black flag thing. You did a good, terrific little your little <laughs> Mike Wallace with your with your yep. with your journalism skills there. And now you felt the need to do this and inflame in, in, in a situation. So I hope you're happy. Yes.
2: Yeah, I did. I got cocky. I was like, "Here's a block pass, and I have insider info mm-hmm. on the genesis of this block pass from talking to Eli Tomac, and mm-hmm. I should have never said
3: anything. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You should have. So, I thought it was just informing people. Yeah, exactly. That's what you get for informing. Look what you did. Um, snow would not be happy.
2: Too much. I got like 10. I got 10 of the standard. You don't know anything about racing. You're ruining our sport tweets. And 10 like, hey, man, you're just the messenger. Yeah, so yeah. I, yeah. I, well, you know I, what happens? I, don't, I feel like a lot of times in these podcasts we go too far just saying, woe is us. We get blasted by people. Like, dude, we do throw a lot of crap out there. We, should, we need to be able to take it.
0: Well, what happens, in my experience, is any time that anyone popular in social media says something to yep. someone else, then You're done. they could say that the sun is purple, and you will have a hundred <laughs> people going, that's right, the sun is purple, they don't know what they're talking about, you know, it, it doesn't matter what it is, people are just going to pile yep. on, hoping that that famous person will notice that they had their back, and be like, oh, that person's awesome,
3: they have my back. They hey, just want to be on board. Hey, is- hey, Mister Fan! I see you have my back versus the evil media. Would you like a jersey, or maybe if it's a, if it's like Taylor Swift, do you want to come backstage with me? Because you had my back. It's like Paul <laughs> Lindsay. <laughs> um, all right, let's take a commercial break here. On the btosports.com dot com RacerX podcast, presented by Fox Racing. Listen to this uh, Race Tech ad and save yourself money. Use the code Pulpomex fifteen to save ten percent at uh, at Race Tech. And we'll be right back here on the wrap up podcast. Thanks for listening to these podcasts, everybody. I appreciate it. This is Mathis. Hey, did you guys know that? Chances are, the bike that's in your garage needs some sort of suspension work. I guarantee you, seventy four point three percent of you listen to this. Either need your suspension oil changed, you need to get proper springs for your size or speed, or you need your bushings or your bushings are worn out, or something is going on with your suspension. Don't neglect your suspension. Enjoy your ride. And the best way to do that is by sending it to the folks at Racetech. Racetech is the world's largest aftermarket uh, suspension mod company. They've been doing this stuff since for 30 years, people. They've been uh, in business. Of course, they've worked with some of the world's best riders. Right now, they're each setup and product is 100% guaranteed. They're made in the USA. Vince Freeze uses Racetech suspension to get third overall in uh, last year's 250 E-Series. Cody Gilmore, Jimmy Dakotas, they're all on uh, Racetech suspension. It's privateer proven. They've offered a full line of Racetech high-performance springs. They're high-performance because they're extremely lightweight for the rates and feature the tightest tolerances in the industry. Pulp MX15 saves you 20% at Racetech, racetech.com. Vintage stuff also available. Anything to do with suspension, these guys can do it. Trust me, tune up your ride. You need it because you know it's been sitting in the garage. You haven't serviced it for a long time. Just do it. Use the code. Save yourself money. Thanks to Racetech for supporting all these podcasts. Do it. Racetech. Do it. And we're back. com. a racerx podcast presented by Fox Racing. Uh, Dallas, uh, a wrap-up. Um, hey, uh, moving on from the grant. Or anything else? Anybody else have anything else for the Reed-Tomac thing? or Just to, to be continued, I think. I think so, too. And that's awesome. Um, great for us in the media or yeah. whatever, fans, spectators, whatever. Um, Hey, Josh Grant had his best race by far. Eighth place and, and rode steady and, and and well. So that's good. Good job by, by Grant. Finally, uh, and he rode well at San Diego, too. So maybe that's two weekends in a row for him putting it together. Seeley had I think a, it's – Sorry, I just want to jump in. I think it's been good because Grant hasn't really been whining, you know? Like,
0: he hasn't complained. He hasn't whined. I actually was happy to see him do well just because he's had a a rough go Mm -hmm. this year. So, it's kind of cool. Like, normally, there's so much that goes on, you know, just excuses and this is wrong and the bike sucks and this is, you know, he hasn't, but he hasn't really done any of that that I've heard.
3: Mm -hmm. I
1: don't know
0: if you guys have heard differently, but. Kinda of cool to see so much so many bad things happening just yeah, yeah whatever, you know, we'll keep keep working at it.
3: Yeah. So. Sealy had a terrible night, crashed in almost everything, and then uh got in through the L C Q. So to get a tenth for him was probably he's probably happy with that. And Tickle was uh tickle did, tickle did what tickle does does. Ninth place. Uh rode pretty rode pretty decent. Um hey, in practice, I was walking the track with Albertson's there and I said, Hey Jimmy, these whoops are pretty big and he was like no they're not have you been walking any tracks i'm like yeah i mean these look pretty big and you have that little double you got to either slow down for or whatever turns out like it wasn't they weren't they obviously for the night show they got a lot smaller and they weren't that difficult for the guys but i thought they were pretty big really uh, i
0: yeah i I don't know i just i would disagree i thought the picture that was posted beforehand was like holy cow these things are going to be massive yeah what but then when I
3: when I walked the track, I was like, uh "What yeah. happened here?" That picture is obviously just like just scraped. You know what I mean? When they build them as as a pad, and then they scrape them, you know?
0: Yeah, it was just yeah. crazy. Like I, I was really, really disappointed when I walked the track and was mm-hmm. like, "Geez, uh, yeah, they must have something happened here between the picture and now right. because these aren't what well, I." Well,
3: Jimmy was mocking me, and then uh, yeah. as we saw, he went down in the whoops, got plowed into. So I sent him a text right after the race, "Hey, Jimmy." How's those whoops now? And then he was not happy with me. But that was a good crash. He's lucky to get up. That was, that was yeah, totally. He got plowed. Yeah, big time. Um, uh, Pike went down in the first turn, got up, uh, hurt his knee. I saw J-Bone said I was thinking it might have been his foot, but I talked to him after the race. He's fine, whatever. Um, he was looking good, though. Uh, he was on the board, JT, at one point. Yeah, he was the uh, second. I mean, yeah.
0: Rode great all day, I thought. You know, just unfortunately didn't get to really show it. In the heat race, he rode great. Yeah, no doubt. You know, took a big digger in the main event. I think he's fine. He's a little beat up, Mm -hmm. but he's fine, which is good news. But uh, what a statement to come back. Oh, yeah. I was was still a little – I knew he was going to race, but I was still like, "Eh, I don't know how this is going to go. You know, he'll try to get his feet wet again. And I had him back at the back of the top ten for the main event. But I think he kind of showed that he was ready to jump right back
3: in where he left off. If things, yeah.
0: had, you know, things had gone better.
3: No, absolutely. Um, and uh, um, Millsaps, let's talk about Millsaps. Wow. Oh yeah. What What did he do there? Did he actually hit Trey's wheel? What do you, What do we think? Trey Trey hit his wheel. Yeah. I, I was
2: accosted after the Chad Reed scenario. Then I walked by the carry rig and I was accosted by the team and forced to watch all their footage, so I can <laughs> see what happened. Yeah, it, was, it was like split second. If you watch it slow, the second replay they have on TV, you can see it. And they even explained to me the gyroscopic scientific uh, laws of physics behind this. Jeez. The moment he's, his rear wheel went into the air, it caught Canard's front wheel, and they said that would be the equivalent of if you take a drill bit and you grab the bit with your hand and then turn the drill on, it will rotate the drill and keep the bit in one place.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: So it will – rear tire stays in one place, the entire bike – Loops.
1: He
2: did not <laughs> loop out. And Art hit his tire.
3: Yeah. Yeah, it, look, it looked like it. They were very
2: adamant. Very adamant.
3: It looked like
0: it on yeah, some I, photos. Yeah, I talked so. to him after the race, just walking out. And uh, he was like, uh, yeah, uh, I don't know if you, you know. Like, he obviously knows, I, you know, I've known the kids since he was four. But he's like, yeah, I wouldn't just loop out there. And I'm like, yeah, I thought the same thing, but, you know, just asking. It was weird. But yeah, was, it was just, weird. Was completely unprepared for that. And, you know, when I went to go, the bike shot out from under me, and, you know, game
3: over. Everything that broke right for Millsaps two years ago is now breaking wrong. Like, you know, the illness and everything else, and he's kind of getting better, and he's put some good rides in the last two weeks, but then he's, he's got, you know, very, zero points, basically, to show for it. And not all his kind of doing, you know, but. So, yeah, it's kind of. My favorite part of it was
2: they showed me all their footage. And what I did not know, so they got, I think, four different guys filming the main event, filming Millsaps, but everyone makes sure to get good footage of Diana Dahlgren with the 30-second card and the card girl <laughs> holding the main event sign. They get excellent footage of that.
3: <laughs> Very tight, Just zoomed the in. They need that. <laughs> right, <laughs> really right. what? Right. I kept saying,
2: I'm like, once again, you guys got this Diana Dahlgren shot dialed here because that really helps with testing. <laughs>
3: uh, <laughs> finally, Josh Hill makes it in the main event, saving fantasy teams everywhere. Um, hey, what do you guys think of Partridge and uh, Partridge uh, uh, Chisholm and Way? in that last corner? Uh, I thought it was a typical last turn, last lap
1: move.
0: You do that, um, right? Yeah. Yeah, you kind of have to. And, and Nick's not a dirty rider. I don't, you know, I wouldn't consider him to be dirty at all. But, uh, man, the last turn, its I've been the victim many times. Um, that kind of stuff happens. I thought it was <laughs> awesome that Chisholm tweeted, you know, Payback's a, a bitch. <laughs> that was pretty funny. Cause I love, I just love the confrontation. I think it's awesome. What, can, so. you,
3: can you imagine Chisholm yelling at him though? Hey Nick, Nick, I'm going to get you. I could imagine Brittany yelling. <laughs> <laughs> funny. The funny thing it was, was, Brittany was watching it with Nick's wife. So at the time, oh, that makes it even better. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I agree. Like, uh, um, look, I do the X brand goggle thing. We all know. And they, those guys both wear X brand goggles. It was X brand on X brand crime. Um, so I like both guys. I'm friends with them forever. But I kind of agree, like, Chisholm should have maybe – he was tiptoeing around the turn. You know what I mean? And that yeah. that's what kind of did it. He was a little cautious, a little too protective of that inside, and Nick just drove him out like a veteran, you know? Yeah, it's so. not like Nick wa- wanted – especially a mm-hmm. lot
0: of people Chisholm. Everybody likes Chisholm.
3: Yeah. Yeah. He no. didn't want
0: to knock him down. <laughs> Nobody wants no, to do that. I mean, it was just ca- like – it's either you or me at this point, you know? So I <laughs> – Got to do what I got to do, and I I think he was just trying to kind of move him to get the spot. Like he's not like I got to knock this guy down. Yeah, no, just trying to bump him, and you know,
3: happens all the time. Yeah, no doubt. Who had uh, who had Tony Archer in the main? (laughs) I didn't think Tony Archer's parents had Tony Archer in the main. (laughs) Weed, you got to get that fantasy stat this week.
2: Oh yes. Oh, absolutely. It's JT. One of the best parts of this is when something crazy happens. The guy will actually tell me like how many people. Uh, picked a dude. So I'm wondering yep. if there's even one entrant.
3: Um, we track, there was, track when, uh, got to try.
2: When A got on the podium a couple weeks ago in uh, Oakland, there was one person that picked him to win the main event and one
3: three for the McElrath. podium. Right?
2: Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. And then McIlrath had eight total people for the podium last week and one picking him to win. I want to know who this one person is. Who? See what their line of thinking was. Are they related to them? To be that against
3: the grain. Do you so think one
2: person?
3: Do you think there'll be one person who picked Tony Archer for the main? There will be, right? A family. Or I a, want to know. A brother. Yes, yeah. yeah, somebody. Somebody will. But good job by him. That's good. Um, yeah. Um, yeah. Good. Good to see that. Oh, also too. Way. Uh, Way was not happy with me all week. And then I saw him, and the first thing he's like, "I'm not happy with you." On on Saturday, he didn't like when I was. What he said, telling Roxon that you know about the San Diego when when Roxon was lapping him. And I said, Well, why don't you make sure that you're also yelling? This was over text message, but I'm like, Make sure you yell at Ralph and Jeff also. And he said, Oh, they got theirs coming. And then uh, on track walk, he was talking to Ralph in the first turn for a long time. And I'm like, How'd that go? (laughs) And he just like, just kind of gave me a head nod, like he knows. I'm like, all right. So, you know, he wasn't. I mean, like, like we talked about earlier in this in this podcast with the social media. I mean, he was getting some terrible things directed at him that were not true, false, and probably illegal in most states. You know, um, and so he he got some heat, and he wanted to make sure that that no one thought that he did it on purpose, which none of us would, obviously. But there's people out there who it's like do. Hangtown 2012, all over again. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, you know the feeling.
0: JT. Wouldn't know anything like about that. Right. <laughs>
2: hey, it just goes back to what we we're saying before. It doesn't take Ralph or Jeff or you or any of us to point that out. There are way too many Ken fans on social media. They'll handle that themselves. They don't <laughs> yeah. need anyone to point them in their direction.
3: I know, I felt just kinda... like when we'd ruined the sport. Well, and and now ruined our sport. Yeah, and now he's he's inflaming all these feuds in the pits. Like he's That's that's what we do. Well, you're the voice of the summer championship. Mm hmm. Yeah. What you're trying to do is take down the indoor series so that the summer championship becomes more popular.
2: Dude, these podcasts are really devolving into, like, it's just us bitching about people bitching.
1: <laughs>
2: I feel like 50% of us bitching about people bitching about us.
3: That's okay because, I mean, I don't see a problem with is
2: that. Is it Way mad? Is it Ellie Reed mad? Is it Bricky Chisholm mad? Is it uh, who's mad? Is it, uh, whatever. Down the line. Baggage. That's okay.
0: This is an. This is a
2: peek into what we deal with. Yeah, but we don't. We don't. It, it, it's not. It's fifty percent of the podcast. I don't feel like it's fifty percent of our week or fifty percent of our day at the races. It's just people being mad more. It's,
3: <laughs> <laughs> hey, when I'm off covering hockey, people are gonna know why. People will know why. Because <laughs> those guys. What's gonna happen though is you're gonna piss those guys off, and then they're gonna pound you <laughs> because those guys fight all the time. Then I gotta fight another sport. Um, uh, yeah, you got a point Weej. but I mean, I do think people like to hear like what kind of stuff goes on. I mean, and this is, we're not making this stuff up. It goes on. So, you know, we talk about it. We laugh about it. Um,
2: all right, then on that
3: topic, can I throw out another one? <laughs> <laughs> oh, really?
1: <laughs> okay, go ahead. You know, so after being
2: accosted by the Catholic team, I'm, fast, I'm walking out of the pits, so I see Kinnard. I'm like, hey, do you know that you hit Bill rear wheel? Do you know what happened? Because they were very adamant that he did not loop out. Mm-hmm. And then his mom, who we know also, like most of the moms and wives, are very passionate. <laughs> mm-hmm. She's like, hey, so I heard you guys have to watch Trey with one eye sometimes huh and i'm like oh and trey's like what what did they say and i'm like oh no oh no
3: oh yeah <laughs> see uh
2: what we need to stop man the stuff is too good the material is
3: too good yeah maybe we should just end this podcast and just end this, this. how would people like that how would you people like that we'll just end it
2: and it's all you know care Bear. she's very passionate she knows it. Trey knows it. Everybody knows it. She didn't mean any harm. She was just giving me some crap. We were giving crap. That's fine. I, I just I feel like we're not getting that point across. Like, a lot of this is in
3: jet, right? Some of it.
2: Not Ellie Reed. That's not in jet.
3: <laughs> 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 yeah, let's, let's, let's call Ellie Reed right now. Hey, Ellie. Ah, ah Jokey McJoke. <laughs> <laughs> um,
2: but a lot of it is just that's what friends do, right? Friends give each other crap. A lot of that is what it is. I don't want to make it sound like it's caught. Con- we just go to the races and people are just sneering at it. Well, maybe you map it.
3: <laughs> Honestly, I get a lot when I go to the trucks, but I get like like jokey McJoke stuff that's probably half serious, and then I bust balls back, and then it goes right. from there. Yeah. Yeah, I, yeah I went to the
2: JGR race and gave a magazine, and Coy took it and threw it in the trash immediately and told me to get out.
3: There you go. Phil told me after the race that it was tough to pass on, and I said, oh, really, because Weimer got by you pretty easy. And then he said, oh, well, he goes, oh, yeah, I guess so. And I said, so did Hill, and so did Reed. So it seems like it's pretty easy to pass. <laughs> and I wonder, I wonder why people don't like me. <laughs> I wonder why. I can't figure it out. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I said I said I was gonna walk home from a race if the guy got on a podium. Why people hate
3: me? Right, right. Can't figure it out. So strange. Um, uh, what else? Uh, um, all right, two fifties. You want to move on to two fifties? Sure. There was really only one thing to talk about in two fifties, and that's Marvin Moosecan. Wow, what a, what a performance! Um, even look, and even the whole pack, including you know Justin Bogle in second. Got a gift of the restart for Cunningham, who apparently I didn't see this, but my buddy Lissamore told me that <laughs> Cunningham swapped. I guess we can laugh because he's okay, but he swapped out on those little that little triple before the with the wheel tap thing before the finish, and he crashed going up the face of the finish, and he ended up laying over top of the finish, half on and half on the backside, like literally at the top of a mountain. Just yeah, but I heard he was unconscious for quite a while. On top of there? Yeah. Because yeah. he got up. I saw him walking well, up. Oh my mom my mom was sitting right there
0: because she was scoring. And she said he was unconscious for quite a while.
3: Oh, jeez. Yeah. Um, well, the the guys got a restart because of Cunningham's crash. And can just motored away again, Weech. Just see you later.
2: Yeah, the first two laps of the two starts. I mean, that's where you really saw his speed. Like, he threw it yeah. down. I think at that point eventually he was maybe maintaining it but when he had to make a gap, it was pretty ridiculous and bogle's not a slouch you know it doesn't mean bogle sucks yeah. like moose can't really hit on it
3: yeah he was good man all day on um, practice and everything um that was that was a pretty good performance no doubt uh, um tonus was good too tonus got uh eighth Davalos took him out with his crash in the second turn third turn or whatever and then he crashed again but Tonus was more impressive than I thought. Both of you agree? Like, we're looking at podiums here for, for Tonus.
2: Yeah, he was the one that was battling Muscan back and forth to be fastest in qualifying. Yeah. I would have, watched, I would have put a walking home bet, but that was not in play. Yeah. Tonus qualifier in his first Super Cup ever, and he almost got it.
3: How about you Americans seeing a Frenchman, a Swiss, an Ecuadorian top three in times? Do you guys feel like your sport you're losing a grip on your sport a little bit?
2: It's for the big boys play, man. Best in the world.
3: Come here. <laughs> um yeah, Tonis is good. Man, he was he was impressive. No doubt. Um Savachi, good, solid. Although Matt Lemoyne, you know, Matt Lemoyne got Savachi for third. But then the red flag came up for Cunningham. And I didn't I th- I thought they went to the lap before for the for the stagger start order. But LeMoyne told me they actually went to two laps before. So that put Savachi back in front of LeMoyne. He couldn't make the pass. He ended up fifth. But up until then, JT, LeMoyne was a surprise. He was in third. Yeah, he was fast all day. Uh, you know, this Dallas race is one of his
0: home races, and he's kind of one of the veterans of this class now. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> he's, been at, he's been at it a while. So, you know, the thing with LeMoyne, he's always been really fast. I think speed is... His strong suit is just, just consistency and, uh, you know, in a series, trying to put a week in and week out together. So it wasn't com- a complete surprise for me. It'll be, you know, the, it'll be a surprise for me if he can just do that week in and week out without, you know, having a, an off week, which kind of kills his points chances.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: It was good though, man. Passing Savasha. Oh, he wrote great. Yeah. He's passed. Yeah. What'd you see out of uh, Bogle, Weege? What'd you think? Kind of like judging off think, his practice times, he was better in the race. Yeah, I think it's really hard to figure where he is. Like,
2: we know he had an injury where he basically had to get surgery to further fix the injury he had last year.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, but he's doing the standard, you know, if I'm here, I'm 100%. So I don't know if we really know, like, where he's at. Like, was that his best? Is he actually, you know, only been riding – he's definitely been riding more than he did at this time last year. Mm-hmm. But I don't think we really have an idea of what we're getting at him. If it's full, all out, if he's going to get better each week. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said, he's no slouch. He rode well, but man, Muscan was good.
3: <laughs> Just keeps coming back to that, right? Um,
2: well, yeah, like yeah. he he beat everybody else. You know, wasn't challenged by yeah. twenty one other guys, yeah. twenty other guys.
3: Yeah, uh, yep. J- JT. The the good news is uh, Jeremy Martin qualified for Dallas. Something he hadn't done for a couple, of year, couple of years. couple uh, years. The bad news he's he he wasn't. Uh, he was good just good wasn't great yeah and and i've
0: kind of been on that train i i I think he's good at supercross i don't think he is the best rider in america on a 250 in supercross like he was outdoors all summer Mm -hmm. so there's just a difference you know there's just a different level for him
1: Mm
0: -hmm. um i don't see him winning this title i haven't really had him win his title all along leading into this, but yeah, I do yeah. think he's a podium contender, and to see him win a race, I wouldn't be shocked either, but at mm-hmm. this point, I feel like Muskan is just, he's just better than Jeremy Martin at Supercross, honestly, so to try to win his title, he's got his work cut out for him, but he'll be there all the whole time, he's consistent, smart, and smart, mm-hmm. and obviously knows how to how to do it, I just don't think he has the speed necessarily that uh, Muskan for sure, and maybe even Bogle has.
3: Hampshire crashed in practice again. Weeds, tons of crashes in practice. This first round, just nuts.
2: Yeah, I'm gonna actually throw it back to you guys. I wanna ask something here. We all know that Anaheim won. They tamed the track down a little bit. Everybody's in warm up mode. You feel like they completely forget that it actually is an opener, round seven. And I would argue for a group that's probably a little less prepared. I mean, you're taking between the Troy League teams, a couple of those Yamaha teams. You're taking probably half a dozen riders that have, you know, factory supercross track testing time in the offseason out and replacing them with full privateers in the East. I don't believe the round seven track is watered down at all. It's actually one of the toughest of the year, the way the dirt turned out and that big triple and the whoops. It's a pretty nasty combination. Those first practices for the East every year are just carnage everywhere.
3: Yeah, maybe it's something you need to look at. You know? Tame it, tame this run down. Because it's no coincidence, three years in a row that I can think of, it has been just a meat wagon of dudes. yep, Just crashing. Yeah, maybe. Hey, what do we think of, now that we've had one East Coast down, what do we think of the equality between the East and the West? I think it's pretty close. I think uh, the West say, is a little,
2: a little bit very, deeper. Yeah, I'm going to say, say that. Yeah, At the top it's good, but if you're missing Troy Lee, for example, you know, that's a big difference right mm-hmm. from the top.
3: All right, okay. Keep, keep shitting on yeah, the Yeah, and I East think field.
0: you have more, you know, you have more guys on the West. I think teams offer more guys on the West for whatever reason, marketing or their base there or whatever.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: So, like, you know, Rockstar has two versus uh, one in the East, and it's kind of that. It seems like that all the way across the board. Mm-hmm. You know, Troy Lee, as you said, doesn't even show up on the, the East side. So I, I just think, and I even think at the top, like, I think the first couple guys are probably close, but the top ten especially is just it's just deeper on the west. Uh, I think it's maybe easier to get inside the, the back side of the top ten on the east coast than it would be on the west coast.
3: Um, Hampshire's first race, crash in practice. They told me he was out for the night. He really wanted to race. He took a concussion test. He passed it. And, uh, yeah, steady seventh place. No drama kind of you know he's pretty sore his hand is beat up so he'll take that all day long huh jt
0: yeah i was
3: i was shocked uh
0: that he did that well after that get off i actually thought he was hurt to the mm-hmm. point where he wasn't gonna race mm-hmm. um well my watching so- him laying there on the ground yeah my
3: sources you know, thought, my sources confirmed quickly that he was fine and going to race
0: no that and that's that's great news because laying there i'm like oh, this he's yeah. done. you know he's Either hit his head mm-hmm. or a broken wrist or something happened because he lost the front. You know, he. he I think he lost the rear up the front off that triple, <laughs> yeah, yeah, and then that put him a little bit short and and kind of in a whipped uh, sideways position. And then the front immediately slid when he landed, and he kind of bounced like face first.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And uh, that's just usually a situation where you bounce your head off the ground, bounce your collarbone, wrist, something ends up being injured. So great. To see him bounce back and get a seventh, uh, that, I think that's a huge statement for him after such a big crash and first, race, first supercraft ever. So I think you know if he can come into the next few weeks healthy at 100%, uh, I think he'll only get better.
3: And Davalos was fast and looking good, but went down. He got Davalost. Um, he was better than I thought he'd be, Weege, because I, I thought he was still took a long time to recover from a pretty serious injury. So... Coming out of the gate, I thought he looked pretty good. First round out.
2: Well, we're just going to incur more uh, heat next week, but let's be honest. He was really the practice and the heat race were fine, and then he crashed all by himself uh, on the first half of the main event. Worst case scenario.
3: <laughs> right. Um, let's just move on. The Anthony Rodriguez was good, but he crashed. Uh, he was holding off Savachi. Doing everything short of you know, basically, um, you know, tackling Savachi if he went by him. But he was riding good on a track that you couldn't couldn't pass on. Riding well, and uh, and then he kind of once he got past, he dropped a few spots. But this kid's got speed, JT. He's 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 got speed. He just has to put it speed together. is
0: definitely his strength.
3: Yeah, uh,
0: I think <laughs> the crazy thing is like all these kids, Jordan Smith and Hampshire and Rodriguez and on and on and on. Speed is what they have. Uh, Unfortunately, crashing and
1: yeah.
0: big get offs and injuries and also it seems like that's also what they have. So
1: mm-hmm.
0: hopefully, you know, the wisdom and age and all experience and all those things tone these guys down because man, they they just go for it. It's it's great to watch, but it's also scary to watch. So, we uh, oh. it's impressive. It's impressive. I just hope nobody you know has mm-hmm. a serious injury because of everyone pushing the envelope so much.
3: Weech, who was your surprise? Um a not not a big guy surprised in two fifty supercross. Like who who came out of the gate the first round and opened your eyes a bit? Uh
2: so I can't count I can't count like Lemoyne or A Rod or anything like or
3: that. Or Tonus, right? yeah, you can't count Tonus or you know. You're very
2: big but why not? Like this is this we always have this battle. We always have this battle. Who's a sleeper, who's not a sleeper. So Tonus I can't pick, right? No, a no, no. No. Two, but I'm not allowed yeah,
3: there, right? no, no, no. None of these guys on big teams, you know. Like, give me. Oh, okay. So give me sort of a guy. Off the field. Like, I'm going to go with Oldenburg. He crashed out, and there was an ugly photo that Guy B. shot of him. I saw that crash. <laughs> um, he looked pretty good. Uh, Greg Albertson was pumping him up, maybe a little higher than he should be, but uh, but I thought Oldenburg looked very well.
2: Yeah, I thought Oldenburg was going to be top ten for sure. Yeah. Looking at this, the way he was riding. Uh, he's even, I think in the heat race, he didn't even get a good start. I think at one point he's up there, but, uh, then all of a sudden I look at the results and I'm like, what the heck happened? He got 21st. Yeah. Um, but I, I can never figure out your definitions of who's a sleeper and who's a surprise.
3: All right. So you, you're going to say Colt Nichols?
2: I would have said Oldenburg. Now that I know I'm not allowed to count Hampshire or Tonus.
3: Now you can't count the Geico, Honda and pro circuit Cowie rider. No, sleepers. no, no. Tonus is on
0: privateer Journey. <laughs>
3: yep. JT, come on. He, Irv did not say that. He said it five times. How was he saying it? How was he referencing it? Every time he said it, he said he, he was
0: hanging out, talking with Ted Parks on Friday night. And he, and Ted Parks just kept going on and on about this Tonus kid that he's got. On and on. This, and I'm, <laughs> listen, everyone I was sitting with, this was we were losing it laughing because he kept repeating this story about Tona right. and privateer journey. Not, I mean, this was very confirmed. Like, I, you know, I, I was whatever trying, I have
3: to bet, I put on in this. I was trying to listen, but I had a lot of background noise, each going on. But uh, I was trying to listen, and I, and I didn't hear it. I didn't hear it, but yeah. for, he really said that. Yeah, and and someone said it to me first, and I was like,
0: no. And then I <laughs> no. heard it myself. <laughs> then I was yelling at everyone around me because he was saying this. And then after that, he said it again, and everyone
3: around me was like, oh, my God, what is happening right now? Teddy Parks going to Switzerland, pulling out Tonus. And I'm normally on Earth side, but that is just, is just not okay. It, it, that happens all the time, JT. I know, I know, but that is All the time. That is the series that is announcer. Ridiculous. That is the series announcer. I'm not asking him to tell me Mitchell Oldenburg's background, but please know where Tonus comes from. Please. Well, know what team he's on. He's on the most successful 250 team in history, okay? <laughs> Glad to see you're coming around. Glad to see you're coming around. Oh. I, that that one is beyond my mercy zone. <laughs> Cannot defend it. There, Can- he's getting all the blame pie on that one. Right, right. Um, so, Weech, who's your who's your sleeper pick? Who's your sleeper rider that surprised you?
2: I said it's Oldenburg. Now that I've had uh, five other guys disqualified, it's the first Supercross race ever for both Hampshire and and uh, TOTUS, But I can't count them as a surprise.
3: Absolutely not. No. So okay. Uh, so we TOTUS. pick.
2: Almost was the fastest qualifier in both qualifying sessions, the first time he's ever raced a supercross, but I cannot count that. Okay.
3: JT, uh, what about you? For my sleeper? Yeah, just a guy who stood out that maybe he didn't like. I mean, Anthony Rodriguez, he didn't get a great finish, but I mean, I think he's. I don't know, maybe he didn't surprise me, but. Nichols, Colt Nichols, uh, Kyle Peters. Colt Nichols was good, yeah. for sure. Kyle Peters. I, I know I texted you guys about Oldenburg, but we just already picked him. Okay, I got one. I got one that neither one of you will say. I got one. You ready? Go ahead. Oh. Yeah. He Nick Gaines. Nick, oh, yeah, he was on my fantasy team. Nick Gaines, Gaines he had it in the heat, and yep. he's, lucky Vin, he's lucky he didn't kill Vince Freeze when yep. Freeze doubled. Then in the LCq he was all by himself going to win cartwheeled over the bars. But, well, you know, in motocross fantasy, you only get to pick four guys. Mm-hmm. And he was one of my four. So, obviously, I was <laughs> on board with you there. Right. Well, yeah, he's legit, Weege. Like, put him in the mains, right? I mean, I, you know, he's, he's got some speed, Nick Gaines.
2: Yeah, that is a good one. That was a bit better than I thought. I mean, again, first race. He was good as an amateur, but maybe never quite was super elite. Mm-hmm. But he really looked, looked comfortable. He did have some supercross. Or some arena cross, sorry.
3: I think he did. Oh, he did the road to Ricky Carmichael Road. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. I think
3: so. Yeah. Anything else happened with the road to Supercross at all?
2: Yeah, Hampshire rode it last year, right? Is that what yeah, you're about? yeah.
3: No Hampshire. there's someone yeah. else rode it too, and they they were racing this weekend. Road to Supercross got the Supercross really? points. Yeah, got a golden ticket to
0: Supercross. Mm.
3: Look, I don't want to get fired, so I won't go on and on. Vicky Golden tried to race this weekend, and God bless her. She beat a couple guys. She's far off from making the night show, and that's fine. Great job. She'll get better. Hopefully, she'll figure it out. Keep in mind, she got extra track time from the folks at Feld all by herself out there on Thursday. The, the, the press releases talking about her, though, to me... Like, why do you want to put pressure on her? I checked her Twitter feed. She was getting haters, you know, people who were obviously seeing all this press. Now, the Feld guys were super pumped. The PR guys at Feld were super pumped because there were people from Sports Illustrated there and USA Today cared and all that. But, I mean, she is far from making the night show. And to me, hey, show up, Vicky, ride, get into the night show, and we will promote you like hell. But to me, to do this before she is... Even tried, I thought was ridiculous. I just, I just thought, come on, guys. Like, what are you doing? Like, she, she's not in the show. The show starts at 730. The gates drop then, and she didn't make it. And so, I mean, again, I, I don't know, man. It just makes me shake my head. I mean, I, I, I have nothing against a woman racing. But first of all, two of them tried like 10 years ago. JT, do you remember that, Houston? Yes, that's Steffi Bell race and, in uh, 2000 also. And Tanya uh, Satchwell, I think, right. she tried as well. So, like, it's not the first. Two other women tried. They didn't make it either. Probably Coombs probably knows of some woman that tried back in the day. So I, don't, I, don't, I don't have any problems with women racing. I just, why do you, I mean, there was a lot of hype for her. There was a lot of build, a up. Lot of build up A lot man. of build man. A lot of up. And, like, man. do you want to invite that on her? And, 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 and then what if fans show up and they're like, where's this girl? She's not even racing? What? Huh? I got my ticket. She's not racing? What's going on? And. I don't know man. I just I, I got a problem with that. Like let's go promote What about all
0: the, the uh you know, all these people that wrote these articles, Sports Illustrated USA Today, which no one's arguing that that kind of mainstream coverage is bad. No one's arguing that. But at the same time, now all of those people are like, Where was she?
3: Well we we want to do a follow up. What happened? Well you know apparently I and I and I I brought this up with, with Danny and, and the PR guys and they said it doesn't matter. That doesn't matter. And I'm just like, Really? Like like Danica Patrick is legit. She's top ten or top fifteen or whatever. She's you know. It doesn't matter to who. Well, that's what they're saying. It doesn't matter to to them that she's not racing. And I'm just like, I don't know, man. I didn't like okay, it. Well, it doesn't matter to them, maybe, but maybe it matters to other people. Well, I don't know. We just silent. He's got nothing to say. He doesn't want to get himself in trouble. I think I, don't oh, like I think it's
0: awesome that she tried. I There's don't. No
3: question about that. I don't care. I think it, one way or another, like I don't care. It totally,
0: yeah, I agree. The same thing. I feel bad for her on one level because there was so much pressure and expectation put on her for no reason. You know, it. My whole my whole approach to this has been had it. They kept, had it been low key, and she had gone out there and tried. That's awesome. Like I really, 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 truly feel that no one would have hated on her for trying. If, they had, if it had just gone a normal deal, she signed up, went out there, gave it her best shot, and it didn't work out. But when you do all of these things to spotlight this and then it goes badly, you're just inviting. You're inviting hate. You're inviting people to be just angry that there was so much buildup. Absolutely. That's, that's the, the, the lash, you know the backlash that you get.
2: Yeah, I, I totally agree. It puts her in a really tough situation. I mean, obviously this is gonna be really tough. And then here's what really sucks. So I don't think there's ever been as many eyeballs on the uh the first unseated, untimed practice of the two fifty E Supercross ever. Has there ever been that much attention on it?
0: I've never but run it, to the press box to watch C <laughs> practice yeah, in my life before Saturday.
2: <laughs> right. So this is really, if you're any of these bubble riders, you know, that doesn't know if you're even good enough to make the night show. Obviously, the first laps ever and the first practice ever that you're gonna do are gonna be gnarly. But unfortunately, or fortunately for them, most people aren't watching. But in this case, like the very first lap she does, everybody's like, Where, where's the girl? Where's the, oh, she's not even going through the whoops. She's going around the whoops. What are the lap times like? Just instantly, in the first untimed, unseated session she's ever been in, I have no idea what the average rider in that practice probably does. There's probably a lot of them that go that speed or go around the whoops or whatever. We don't know. We don't watch it. But, oh, my God, everyone was glued to it. Uh, And if you watched her in the final uh, practice, like, she was better. Like, she did the whoops then. Her lap times got better. But everyone was watching from, like, the bad time, like the first time she ever tried to do the track, which, yeah, just a tough situation for her, man. She didn't ask for it. You know what I mean? I just feel like
3: there's a hundred great stories in those pits with dudes who are making the most with nothing. And I would like to see the same effort put into them. And they are racing. And and instead, we're talking about this girl who didn't make the night show and now, like you said, brought all this – probably brought a lot of hate on her and a lot of people making cracks at her. Let her go out there. Let her try. If she makes the night show – Pump the shit out of that! Great job by that by her and and, and Felt should put all his promotional materials behind her. But to do this without her, you know, and and let's be clear here, she was far off from making the night show. This wasn't a case where three point eight seconds. This isn't a case where she's going to get in this weekend in Atlanta. She's not ready. That's the bottom line. She's not ready. And then, uh, I mean, who knows? You know that that's up to her. But I, I mean, I I thought she would be closer. I'm I'm willing to go out and say that. I thought she would be closer. I, I don't think she makes a night show. I don't. I do not think that. I could be wrong. I do not. Well, think I, she... I I can't really argue with your sentiment there. Right. Three point eight seconds is a lot to get to
0: fortieth. That, that's a lot. But tracks change. If the tracks easier, if the whoops are easy, things happen. But it, it certainly there's a big. That's a big gap.
3: Let's just put it well. That way. I'm just, I just, I don't know. You know, they gave her extra track time, even, which I mean, again, like, okay, you want this girl to do well, and I get it. Uh, who else do we give extra track time to? You know, our sport, they get mad if somebody gets an extra practice start. You know what I mean? Yeah, I didn't really, I didn't really agree with that. It's not my, I don't have a say in it. No, of course not. But Feld can do whatever the hell they want. You know, that's their totally their prerogative. Let's but say she's kind of like eh. That's not really fair. Let's say she starts making night shows, and she gets an extra practice. Damn straight, I'd be very upset if I'm some dude on the bubble. Because I mean, th- those guys don't have supercross tracks to practice on. So, you know, can they get some extra time on the track? I, I don't agree with that at all. So. Yeah, I just think you're. It's a.
0: It's a fine line there. You're really. It's really tough to even talk about for us because, you know, there's the, the argument where everyone wants everything to be fair between men and women. There well, should be no difference, well, right? Well, absolutely. But then you can't go the other side and make it unfair for her on the positive side. You know, it, it's got to be, it's just got to be the same for everyone. If you're going to, if you want it to be the same for everyone, it's got to be the same for everyone, I guess.
3: So, we had we had two women try uh, try 10 years ago, and now we have another one, and... Good job, but let's back this hype machine down a little bit and let the girl for her sake get better. I, I think mostly yeah. for her sake. Well, yeah, let her get better. Let her figure this thing out. If She starts putting in the night show, promote the hell out of her. But right now, there's a lot of great stories in the pits going on that you can promote. So I, don't I think know. she can be one of those. I just think it well, was yeah, a but... little bit much. That's all. That's all. That's all I'm saying too. Like, come on, let's yeah. let's let her get her feet under her and, and let her, you know. Try this Supercast thing out. If it works out, they awesome. They brought
0: a lot of negativity upon her that really she didn't deserve at all.
3: I was actually surprised on her Twitter. Of course there were haters on her Twitter Twitter feed, but I thought it would be a lot more in the in the day and age we live in. You know what I mean? With well, the, there was. I think if you look for it, you can find it. Maybe. But, uh, you know, again, she doesn't need that. Nobody needs that. But the social media people from behind the keyboards just destroying her, you know, and all because right. they read press release after press release. Weed, you're the uh, you're the TV media expert here. Do you feel like um, like what what Danny was telling me, basically having SI in the USA Today is, is, I mean, regardless of whether she makes a night show, it doesn't matter? Do you think that's, I mean, is that awesome? Well, I, no, I, I
2: don't think. The answer is it doesn't matter. It it does matter because if she had made the night show or if she had made the main event, it would have been even better. So it does not not matter. I'm sure Phelps would have been even more pumped if she made the night show. So it matters. But as far as the like, oh, in your mind, I guess what you're saying is this was a dismal failure. They brought all these people out to watch her and then she failed. She did not make it. But I don't think those reporters or those photographers left saying this was a joke. This was ridiculous. They covered their, their cover. There was a, a female that tried to make it, and she didn't make it. But that was what they knew going in. That might happen. She might make it. She might not. But we're just covering the story. Whatever happens, happens. So I don't think it was a massive I mean, letdown
3: wouldn't they, in the way you're saying. Wouldn't these guys say, hey, uh, when does she race? Or, or hey, the, the, the show starts at 730, and she's going to be racing at 730 when the show starts? Okay, I'll be there. Like, don't you feel like a little bit I
2: can I cannot imagine that two sports illustrated photographers came. And at no point, there wasn't a conversation where they explained, "Well, here's how it works, guys. We have qualifying during the day, where we take the top 40 fastest. So she's got to be one of the top 40 fastest to get into the night show. That's her goal. She might not make it. Oh, so she might not make it at an afternoon? Yes. You don't think that was ever brought up?
3: Well, I guess so. But, but if photographers
2: you're... were there at 11 a.m., well, no, they knew what they were watching. Of course, it, it didn't got up at seven.
3: Of course, it got brought up. But then, if you're a photographer, aren't you like, okay, wait a minute? So she's not racing? She's not racing. The gate doesn't think, drop. Like, don't you? I'm
2: sure they knew what the. I'm sure they knew what it is. Okay. She is going to try to qualify to get into the races, and the qualifying takes place in the afternoon. I'm sure they knew exactly what was potentially going to happen. Okay. All right. I don't, I don't think. Do you think anyone from Feld actually told them? Oh, yeah. When the gate drops at seven o'clock, she'll be in that.
3: Nobody. told No. Them nobody that. would tell them that. No. No. Not at all.
2: So I think they knew what the the deal was. Like, I think all those, you know, those four or five big press outlets that came in, I'm sure they were briefed on how it was going to work, so when they saw she didn't make it, they are probably like, well, we knew this could happen. Um, I also think that when you're saying, like, let her make a night show and then build it up, well, first of all, it might not happen. So you might never then get the opportunity. If you're going to wait for it to happen, well, you might wait forever, right? Yeah, I mean, What happens if she makes it one time? Then you start calling them, and they're like, okay, we'll come check it out. We heard there's this girl that always qualifies, and then she never makes it again. You might only get the lightning to strike once, so get them out there.
3: Well, I don't know about the first round being the, ready for the lightning.
2: And also, well, what too. If it just such a disaster that she just says, screw it? You know what I mean? Like, if you can get these people to go, if you can get these people to go, you get them to go. And All right, so you're, full, go. so
3: you're fully on board with this whole thing. I think.
2: No, I'm not fully on board. I'm not fully on board. I, I see where they're coming from. But I don't think that the, I don't think any of those press people said, wait, what do you mean she doesn't get to race in the night show? Okay. None of them said that.
3: All right. They knew the deal. Well, they knew the deal. She's racing, I guess, the in whole series. So.
2: Situation, you would have not had them come out until you had a better idea or it was closer or she had already made it. But that is a utopian situation that you're just not going to get.
3: If you're promoting her as, as trying to qualify for the Supercross, you know, despite these other women trying 10 years ago, and you want to get mainstream media involved, why would you not mention the X Games gold medals? I had someone in the pits ask me that. Oh, I got a big issue with that. Absolutely. I Paul mean, would also like to know. The X Games is where people know motocross, Supercross, a lot of people. Not all of them, but a lot of people. ESPN is the biggest sports network in the world, and Feld... Obviously, feels like they're a competitor, and they can't mention the, – which I don't think they are at all. They feel like they can't mention her X Games gold medals to the people that are covering them in these press releases. So I, I don't understand that either. So they want to promote her, but they don't really want to mention the X Games, which is where Vicky Golden made her name, uh, winning three, I think, X Games gold medals in women's Moto X.
2: I yeah, know. I remember she did Best Whip against the guys, yeah. which yeah. Uh, that was very similar to this. People thought it was bogus or people thought it was awesome. But either way, it got a lot of attention. Um, But, yeah, they that was conveniently ignored. And, by the way, I have to say that I was there at those X Games. You know, they raced them on the, mm-hmm. you know, mostly with that, a across like track there yeah. at Staples. Yeah. And she was by far the class of the field. Like, Ashley Filick and Jessica Patterson, who we know were the two best in motocross, yeah. were there. She was far and away better than them on those types of tracks. So, as far as supercross or arena cross attempt, she's the best one to, to give it a try. It's not like, oh, well, if JP hadn't retired or if Fowler yeah. hadn't retired, they'd be in. Like, she was better than them on these types of tracks. No, and I but heard. Unfortunately, none of that information got mentioned.
3: And I heard that, that and I heard that she held her own in these arena crosses. You know, it wasn't. Mm-hmm. No? Okay. I, she raked the lights class
2: a, a couple of times. I don't know if it was a couple of years or just one whole season or whatever. I was doing TV one of the years and we had some build-up on those TV shows too. And it was, I mean, arena cross lights is really hard to define
1: mm-hmm.
2: is what level those guys are, the lights class in arena cross. Right. Um, so it's really hard to get a gauge. But my point is no one on earth is going to argue. If you say three X games, gold medals, most people be like, wow, that sounds good.
3: Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Um, Let's, uh, let's, let's wrap this thing up. Btosports.com RacerX Podcast presented by Fox Racing. This has been the Dallas Supercross wrap-up. I look forward to more press releases. I look forward to Tomac and Chad uh, continuing their battle to destroy each other. And uh, we're getting a good championship battle going on with Dunge, Roxen, Kennard, and Eli and uh, and JT uh you might want to start uh, getting some new balances or you're figuring out your favorite walking shoe. So I will uh, I'll be on delta.com finishing out my supercross uh fight plan. So you're saying you're not going to walk home. Yeah, I'd say that's a fair assumption because he's not going to make the podium. That's why. I would say in any circumstance I would not <laughs> be walking home from a supercross event. All right. Okay. Weege, uh, thanks very much, man. It's late where you are. So appreciate you staying up and doing this. And uh, JT, thanks, bud. And uh, we will see you guys all uh, this weekend. See you.
1: Yep. See you.
0: This has been the BTOSports.com podcast show presented by
2: Fox Racing.